Good evening, Commandos. Rooster here. And Squiggles. And we're actually down a commando tonight. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Sarge is not with us tonight. He's working? I don't know. He's doing something Sarge stuff. We actually, we had a rare uh, midweek adventure. So we figured, you know what? We got some time. There's some stuff happening. Let's just sit down and record a podcast. Let's, uh, let's try to get one out. Get a little more consistent. Kind of build up the audience a little bit. Thought you guys might like it. Yeah, it's good, uh, all, good for all. That's what we're hoping. So I'm going to apologize right now. I still have a bit of a cough that I've been trying to uh, mask. And I'm having some issues with it. But overall, I think I'm getting, um, I'm getting better. I'm on the mend. Hopefully. And I'm sure hoping. I'm getting sick of being sick. <laughs> sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry about that, guys. So, uh, what have you been up to? We've only, uh, we recorded, what, like, uh, about a week ago. Not even yeah. that. Uh, D&D game on Sunday. Browns win on Sunday. That was beautiful. Yeah, Browns game was nice. So hopefully they can uh, do that on Monday against the San Francisco 49ers. I'll be able to watch that with you. Oh, you're going to be off Monday? Yeah. No, I think my... Aaron might be off, too. Really? Interesting. I don't know, actually. <laughs> it shouldn't be his Monday off, but... I never know what his schedule is. He takes a lot of time sometimes. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But no, I should be able to watch that game, and that'll be that'll be a good time. Cool. How's your campaign going? Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we, we are... We came across uh, Cloud Giant. He's taken us to another city. Um, we battled some cultists, and they had a invisible stalker in a, in a bag of holding. So we kept the bag of holding after defeating everybody. Fair. Apparently had a little smiley face on it. That was that was cool. Yeah, you always uh, you never want to give up a bag of holding. No. I saw a thing once. I've never done it, but I guess you can like shoot a bag of holding with an arrow or something. Like makes an atom bomb or something. It was like this crazy post once about like the logic behind it and destroying a magical item and the energy that would be put out from it. And it was another. It was pretty much how to make an atom bomb in D and D. Nice. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, I, I saw someone like at the end of every day they would put they would just pour whatever spells <clears throat> left they had as a fireball into the uh, <coughs> bag of holding, which at the very end of the campaign they um, Misty stepped behind the big big bad, flipped open the bag of holding, basically a suicide mission, and exploded a thousand different fireballs at one time. Yeah, that's odd. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I don't know if that would work because it's a vacuum of space. It's not. It's void of oxygen. I played a character once. I uh, I had a bag of holding and I just I filled it with miscellaneous body parts. I was playing this barbarian and he wasn't so much a necromancer, but like his backstory was all about when I kill, I, I take, take a something, a trophy. I, he was all about that for some reason. I don't remember why I wanted he to make that character. He was very serial killer-esque. Uh, nah, I wouldn't say it was serial killer-esque. It was just, I don't know. I feel like I just seen a movie. It was probably like Universal Soldier or something with like the uh, the ear necklace and mm-hmm. shit. And I was like, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to make that character now. And eventually someone grabbed that bag and they flipped it upside down. It was just like, a nightmare just comes (laughs) oozing as a pile like waist high of body parts like ears and tongues and fingers and just all sorts of levels of decay just came tumbling out of the bag and the townsfolk ran and I I was really mad because I then had to refill it all into my bag of holding that's all he kept in there yeah he was he was a weird barbarian it was one of my lures one of my many lures (laughs) I was gonna say is that lure because that's it was Ayler. Ayler, absolutely. I played, I would say there was a good three year gap, or yeah, gap, three year chunk where I played various barbarians named Lur. <laughs> and every time one would die, another, another Lur. Lur would just like wake up. Like he would be like, I am Lur. So it was always like he was immortal in a way. Like I think we, uh. Maybe he found a way to put his conscious into the bag of holding so that every time he died, 
the body parts would come together to make a new lure. No, I think the joke was like he had, oh man, it's it's been a while. It was like high school years. The joke was something about like the, his god was like, yeah, no, you can have immortality, but you can still suffer. And you know, you know how high school D&D goes, man. It gets right. freaking weird. It's really freaking weird. <laughs> and it's it's makes it fantastic and it's great. One thing though, my sister sent me, I want to say Monday, she she sent me a Kickstarter that that is going live now. It is um, damage dice, and it's it's like I know what you're doing. I think I saw. Yeah, it's like 44, 46, 4d8, a couple of d12s, and a couple of d uh, like 4d10s or something like that, or 66s mm-hmm. maybe. But they actually have the specific uh, type of damage that you're doing, so that you can roll exactly what you're you know you roll 2d8 of lightning, 2d8 of, or 2d6 of fire and. So I'm gonna be getting myself some of those uh, probably tomorrow. I'm gonna be order or uh, paying for them. That'll be fun. Is it funded yet? It is. All right. So yeah, it is, okay. So you will be getting yeah, it hopefully. It's like six hundred percent funded or something like that. All right. So you should definitely get it. Do you know what company's uh, making them? I, I don't think like Chessix or anyone like that does. No, it. I'm not. I can't remember the the name of the company <laughs> off the top of my head, but. Damage dice on Kickstarter. We look them up and damage dice. No, maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can put a link on here. Do you know how long they have left? Uh, I think they've got a couple of weeks. Oh, so it was a relatively new one. Yeah. As he furiously scribbles with. That's the fun part about the banter section. We have a show notes section where we know exactly what we're going to talk about. Here it's just like freestyling. Like, what are we going to talk about? Bro? What have you been doing? Now there's some dead space. Actually, you hopefully won't hear that dead space. I should be editing it out. Yeah. So while Squiggles works on that, uh, what have I been doing? I put up some Halloween decorations today. We were able to get those up. Yeah. Making that was my fun. yard a little spooky. That was good. None of my neighbors put up Halloween decorations, so I'm kind of hoping I can be that guy of the neighborhood. <laughs> the guy across the street from me, he has a cherry picker and he really went all out for Christmas last year like put stuff up on his roof put stuff on top of his trees like Tim Allen <coughs> improvement style Christmas lights uh, I mean I wouldn't say it was like a light enough to you know land light a, space yeah it's not gonna land it's not gonna light space it's not gonna land a plane but he went all out and I was like man I can't compete with that guy he's got a cherry picker which <laughs> kept making Noel mad I think so it was really fun to kind of give her crap so I said that all when I was like how am I supposed to compete with a cherry picker and I mean he did a great job don't get me wrong and I it was my first year as a homeowner so I really didn't know what the hell I was doing but I took advantage at the end of last Halloween I bought a whole bunch of inflatables and just I, I'm ready now the only thing I discovered is I need more electricity outside <laughs> so i need more outlets uh, i've got a couple extension cords running from inside my house to the outside right now uh, i'm sure it's not a fire hazard right as long as i turn it off i should be okay hopefully and uh, i got hopefully, i mean they're, they're all outdoor rated like they're yeah. all rated medium duty outdoor so i'm gonna be okay like it's not like i'm trying to plug like 17 things into one extension cord you know what i mean so i'm gonna be okay there so i put up uh i've got a dragon a baby dragon it's pretty cool like i kind of want to leave the dragons up because i have a christmas dragon as well oh, maybe just work. have like my three wise dragons up <laughs> get yourself a ice dragon dragon as well yeah well i was talking man i could have got an ice dragon at target and for some reason i didn't so i bought a amy he's cool he's a little tinsel reaper i kind of want to leave him up for uh christmas too just put a little christmas, christmas hat on top on. of him yeah man it'd be great it'll be like a little elf or something we'll be hanging out with one of the inflatable santas yeah i'm that guy i really want to be that guy in my neighborhood and right now park loves lights so i'm hoping to um i didn't do it tonight he's getting ready for bed but i think tomorrow night i'll take him out front i'll let him look at all the lights because uh, you know we got the string up and everything so i'm hoping he'll be able to enjoy that tomorrow you should look sometimes at um at like you know walmart or maybe home depot or something you can find <clears throat> light glasses that change what the lights look like. They, they I know what you're talking about. Like little pumpkins and stuff. Yeah, I, I know exactly what that. you're talking about. 
Because we did that for uh, Akron had a big event last year, uh, Wild Lights, which we actually get to go to for free this year because we're two members. Nice. So it looks like uh, I vamped enough about my uh, Halloween decorations. You guys care about it, right? Should I post a picture on the uh, Chrome Commando page? Absolutely, we should post a picture. Ah, on well, the, I mean, on you know, <laughs> if you guys want it, I'll uh, I'll happily post a picture on the Chrome Commando page. All right. So uh, tell me about these damage dice All a little right, bit more. So I guess really, how long do we have? Damage dice. They are 13 days to go, so a little under two weeks. All right, we're uh, recording this on 10-3-2019, yes. so you have till probably the 16th or the 17th. I'm uh, not sure when they say 13 days. I'm not sure when their time schedule uh, flips over. Right. Well, it's coming from Ann Arbor, so hopefully it's... it's the, well, that's the, actually pretty close. Yeah, Um, but it's by someone named Al McWilliams. Uh, it's not a... doesn't look like an actual company. Yeah, just some dude had an idea for dice, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got 869 backers. You got a good chance. I feel like you have a good chance of this one. Dice are really easy. They're low cost. Oh, it's... It's eighty-seven thousand has been pledged of the five thousand. So a bunch so of people like the idea. Are they color coded per damage, or they, they just say what damage are? They are color coded, and um, so they they have like fire. On okay, each, yeah. So each okay, side. yeah. They're like color coded. I see what's going on with them. They're like red for fire, blue for ice, uh, purple for psychic, force damage. There, I mean, it's they like look a cool. See through green. Yeah. What kind of? How many sets are you getting though? Like how many different? Um, I think for fifty dollars you can get three sets plus a maybe add on a couple of d twenties because that was one of their. Um, one of their un unlock things. Mm. Um, y everyone that spends that much is getting chaos dice as well, which looks like it's got two eight-sided dice that have one of everything on it. Um, okay, I dig what you're talking about there. I mean, it looks really cool. I mean, you get a ooh, a leather case, case for a $100,000 stretch goal. They could actually hit that. They very They're pretty well close. Could. Yeah. The big thing I have with damage dice, and I'm like, oh, these are nifty and all. I have a lot of dice. Like, I'm the goblin. I like the click-clack noises. Uh, as do I. But I'm always like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, I know that this orange set of dice when I'm rolling damage can be my bludgeoning, and I know that this will be my... And I don't ever get to a high enough character level that I'm going to need just, like, I'm not going to be dumping buckets of dice onto the table. Right. Well, the nice thing is, the campaign that my sister's running, she gave <coughs> us all some pretty awesome magical ability, or magical weapons, mm -hmm. and in doing so, my two swords at, like, level five can do up upwards of five dice worth of damage which right now isn't much but it will continue to grow too so i i could end up doing a ton of of lightning and psychic and um ne necrotic and all kinds of different damage with it because of, i'm i'm playing a warlock and i'm playing mm -hmm. so i can get necrotic damage from the hex i can get um i can get lightning damage from the blades i can get all kinds of different damage on it so that's just a, a nice little and she's she's thinking about getting like the entire set herself so that she has has them for whatever character she's playing I think one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast with you so far is you are so tuned to look at the people you're talking to that I can always like I look at the uh, board and I see like your like your your frequency getting like smaller and smaller and smaller and I glance over and I just see Squiggles looking at me and I'm like man I point at the I'm like oh, look at the computer we have to go to the mic it's the only way they're gonna hear us it is it is weird but it is ingrained that you just you look at the person you're talking to you look in the eyes of the people you're talking to so it's gonna take me a minute to get used to that i, I think that'll be the the biggest thing is one of is trying to get used to not looking i can literally see him just forcing his head to look straight ahead at the mic <laughs> 
It is very true. <laughs> very true. Uh, I think it's, a, I mean, it's a theater thing. Like, I got used to, like, oh, I know I stand here and I talk and you don't look at the people. And, like, I, you know, I did some broadcasting in college, so I have an idea. I have a little bit more of an experience with this. And I'm projecting my voice a little bit more, so it's it's louder in general. Yeah, I tend to be a little little softer in, in my <clears throat> voice, but not, not a whole lot softer, but a little bit. Uh, so far, I think we've been doing pretty good. We haven't gotten too many complaints yet. So we haven't gotten too many views yet, though. So uh, please tell your friends. Share us on Facebook. Share us. Uh, you know, let people know what you think of us, unless you hate us. And then, you know, play a prank on your enemies. Share them. Anyway, yeah. why not? We'll take the views. We're going to keep doing this. So, you know, good or bad, we need to know what we're doing wrong. <sighs> Let's see. What else have we been up to? Uh, I got to play a couple uh, Whitehall mystery, rounds of Whitehall Mystery with my buddy Aaron the other day. Oh, that's fun. Uh, Whitehall Mystery is I cool. Like it is a lighter version of Letters from Whitechapel. It's a hidden, uh, hidden movement game. One person is Jack the Ripper in uh, Letters from Whitechapel. And the other person, is, the other players or person are playing uh, detectives in Victorian era London. Uh, Whitehall Mystery, I think, is a perfect two-player game. Uh, you have three investigators and you have one, you know, uh, killer. It's kind of weird. It's based on when they were opening Whitehall. They found these body parts around and it's loosely bait. You know, it's like maybe it was Jack the Ripper. We don't really know. Uh, there's some flavor text in it to kind of explain it a little bit. Really, it's just it's a hidden movement game where you're trying the hidden uh, the hidden player is trying to drop off four chits uh, across the board before the investigators can catch them. I'm a big fan of hidden movement. I am uh, I, with my group, at least I'm really good at them. I'm really good at being the uh, the mover and people tend to have a problem locating me. Uh, I also apparently was really good at investigating because I smoked Aaron. <laughs> Uh, there was one round he almost he almost won. Like I will say, I was like, "Where the hell is he?" But I uh, I had a dragnet going, and he was he wasn't able to place. So I was like, "All right." Uh, and then the one I totally tricked him, and I was able to uh, just zig straight across the board and get my objectives no problem. So I, uh, I I did pretty well on those ones the other day. It really made me remember why it's one of my favorite types of games. Just you know, especially Whitehall Mystery is great. We can play it in about 15, 20 minutes. You can get a bunch of rounds, and I think I think it's a very light heart. It's a very light game comparatively to like playing sure. white, like Letters from Whitechapel or Letters any any of the the hidden movements. You know. Uh, yeah, Dracula, the Dracula game that I'm, I'm missing. Fury of Dracula is great. Dracula. I Fury. love it's Fury of Dracula might be my second favorite. Letters from Whitechapel are my, is my favorite. Uh, I'd say probably Fury next. Fury's great because it adds a combat mode. So Letters from Whitechapel, there's no if you catch Jack, you win. Like game over. In Fury of Dracula, if you catch Dracula as he's trying to gall just gallivant throughout Europe, you fight him. And mm. if you find Dracula at the beginning of the game, you're probably fucked. This is true. And even if you find him at the end of the game, you still may not be in very good shape. Yeah. Um, Fighting Dracula is rough. Uh, yeah, it all depends on what kind of card you get. Because, like, throughout the game, there's two different phases. There's day phase and night phase where you're trying to, like, gather weapons and items. But during the night phase, you take a gamble. And if you collect, um, you could give Dracula more ammunition, in essence. You can give him cards that, like, you know, roadblock, things like that. You're also fighting uh, vampires because Dracula's the only way to win is to put enough victory points on the board. I think he's got to get, like, 21 victory points or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, don't quote me on that. It's been a minute since I played that, guys. But uh, in essence, if he can survive three weeks, Dracula wins. That's pretty much how it'll work. Because um, he starts getting victory points after three weeks. Uh, he gets like three points every day or every round or something like that. Which, honestly, I've never actually played the game that far either. He gets enough uh, vampires or he dies. Like, yeah. we've I've never played the game to where it actually, the, the, the full game would have like that timing mechanism kicks in and Dracula would win just based on time. I've either water lost really uh, on combat and it's been really like, it's been a great time. Oh man, there was one I, I fucked up and it was on, uh, I was on an island, it was like Ireland. 
And I was like, I was out in Ireland just having a good mm. old time. And I thought I thought I had the game and I played a card too early. What I should have done is I should have played and I, uh, I played a card that got me out of the town. But it fucking put me in the ocean where you're weakened already. And oh, it, it screwed me. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a it was a missed tactical. It was a big tactical error on my behalf. That's for sure. Which is rare for you. That happens once in a while. We all make mistakes. It was probably late. I think I'd been drinking. I really have no excuse. They uh, I thought I was gonna outfox them, and I had this grand plan, and it just it backfired on me. I fucked. I fucked up on that one. It was fun though. Like I realized it too because I knew I couldn't take the fight, and I was like, "Ha! I'm gonna do this." Oh shit. And I mean, I probably could have been like, I don't want to do this, guys. And maybe they'd let me take it back, you know, but I'm not that kind of player. In the end, I was like, I'm just going to take my licks. Maybe I can survive this because then it became I was weakened on the ocean, but I still had a chance. <laughs> I just needed to do the uh, simple. It's like rock, paper, scissors combat in essence, like bite beats this bat beats this um, kind of thing. They didn't have as many weapons and I just I picked the wrong cards and I couldn't flee. Yeah, that makes sense. It was a good game, though. I really enjoyed it. And I still enjoy it. Like, it's still one of my favorite games. I would say if we ever get around to doing a top 10 list, Fury of Dracula would be towards the top of it for me. Absolutely. And we'll do a top 10 list uh, one of these days. One of these days. We're hoping actually to do one towards the end of the month. We want to do something to celebrate uh, the spoopiness of Halloween. Woo, spoopy. So, at least for those of you that celebrate Halloween, if not, you can, uh, I don't know, don't ignore the episode. Download it still. Just play it while you're not paying attention. Uh, so we're hoping to get that out in a couple weeks, actually. So that'll be really fun. I'm not sure what it'll be about. Maybe top 10 horror movies or maybe top 10 just, I don't know, monsters. I, you know, I, I could probably do top 10 kaijus. Kaiju, I don't really feel like kaijus are Halloween. We'll talk about this off air, guys. We'll, yeah. Sorry, we're kind of just like, let's brainstorm we're just ranting. Yeah. Pull that curtain back like we like to. We uh, have never had a curtain. <clears throat> what do you mean? It's transparent. It's more like a shower curtain that you it can is. see through. Yeah. It's like saran wrap. Yeah. yeah. Very thin layer of saran wrap. Uh, I feel like we're getting a little bit more comfortable with this, though, so that's always nice. Yes. One of the things I'm hoping to do is actually we're talking uh, some different sections and different things we're going to add to this show. And I think before we, uh, once we switch from banter, which I think we're getting ready to go into the news, probably. Yeah. When we go from that into the news before that, I want to do, I think, an artist of the week. Okay. Or an artist of the episode where we just, we give a shout out. It doesn't have to be a famous artist. It can be like, you'd be like, you know, Da Vinci. I, I don't know why you'd say Da Vinci. He had cool drawings and shit. But I would, uh, I was thinking more like, uh, you know, who, who are we enjoying reading in comics right now? Maybe something we see on Facebook. Like, I think it's Nathan Pyle does those, like, strange being comics. I don't know. I love the, you know, it's I like, love the, the young eight, one did yes. this. The younglings. I, I love that comic. Uh, God, or the Pixie and Brutus comics. I was loving oh, those for a while. I don't those know what happened so to those. Great. They, I don't know. They, they seem to have just kind of stopped. It's kind of dried up. Like, I saw those, and then I saw a bunch of imitations that were like, look, it's Evie and Flareon, shit like that. Yeah, and you're like, and it was like yeah. Espeon and some other shit and Skitty, and they were fun. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, man, the like the uh, the strange world or whatever it's called. I'm loving those. See, I'm saying whatever it's called because I didn't do the research because we're not doing the artist of the week just yet. Not yet. But, but maybe we'd also shout out, um, you know, different illustrators we enjoy. Or uh, there's one guy he does cyanide and happiness, but he has a very dark line called uh, God. He does it for Inktober, and it was like uh, mental illness. Said oh, his really? name's uh, Sean Coss. You actually, uh, you met him. You got. I, you got I have him. met him. I didn't know he was doing the. the oh, he does so cool. He's doing the ABCs of death right now. Ah. So he's doing Inktober. Um, if you're not familiar, Inktober is where if you're artistically inclined, you take the chance and you try to do one drawing a day. You know, good, bad, whatever. All art is good art. And what you're doing then is you're just every day you're trying to create something. Uh, Inktober is followed by Novel November. It's like National Novel Writing Month or something like that in November. Oh, I didn't know that. People try to write. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, people try to write a 10,000 page novel, I think, in November. 
Uh, I, I'm not 100% how that works. I'm also not a good writer, nor am I a good artist. I'm a great performing, well, I'm an okay performing artist. Again, there's a reason I'm a factory worker, but they are really cool. Uh, that's something that uh, happens. It's very artistic. Uh, I'm sure if you have a favorite illustrator or a famous, famous, uh, sorry guys, a favorite webcomic or something like that, they're doing some sort of Inktober. I highly recommend looking up their uh, um, their Instagrams, their Facebooks, and just seeing, or maybe just, you know, maybe shooting them a message or a post, be like, hey man, is there any Inktober stuff happening? Maybe they haven't posted and there is something that they're actually doing. So I'm always of the opinion that, uh, and you know, I good know, art is I know good. some, good some art artists dump at the, like the end of the week. So they do, they do seven pieces throughout the week and then they, they put them up all at one time. Very true. Very true. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I guess, you know, I'll do the shout out, man. Sean Koss, he's awesome. He's at uh, New York comic con right now. He's doing the ABCs of death and his, in his style. I think it was like, uh, I just saw yesterday's I haven't seen today's yet, but it was uh, yesterday's was a is for Alice who drank arsenic. I think and it was just B super was babies who were bludgeoned to death. All right. I think that will, I think that Dark. popped up dark yeah. yeah i haven't actually looked yet usually like as i'm chilling at the end of the day before i go to bed i'm always like oh let's catch up on like i know I'm... that popped up i don't know if that was him <clears throat> all right i'll have to look well i feel like if you saw that that would be one of the only people that would do that yeah he's got a lot of cool stuff he did uh disney princesses he did like i said the abc's the death he's working on he's got like i think two mental illness ones that are really cool uh i'd highly recommend it he's way better than just i mean he was great in cyanide and happiness he's really funny yeah but he's he's so much more talented oh than yeah he's got cyanide. so much great stuff stuff uh, he did a pop-up shop in cleveland he's from cleveland i believe uh, he did a pop-up shop a uh, tattoo shop a couple weeks ago and unfortunately it sold out which was a bummer because i was like oh my god i want to get a tattoo like one of this guy's art they're so cool yeah. i'm always nervous to like i want to get a tattoo of art Ooh, but i want to get like this artist spider-man well maybe i'll facebook them and then like they never get back to you because they Why have better things yeah they yeah. have way better things to do than be like oh yeah that's cool and i'd feel like i'm stealing it if i got like a scotty young spider-man tattoo <laughs> I feel like a Scotty Young Spider-Man tattoo is right up your alley, though. That's exactly. Well, Scotty Young's one of my favorite artists. I actually I, did uh, Parker's bedroom in him. See, and I would I would love to get a half sleeve yeah. of the uh, Mark Bagley Thunderbolts. And Mark Bagley was just here, and I didn't get to didn't get up to meet him. Anymore. Oh, that's such a bummer. I'm sorry yeah. you didn't get out there. I just I wasn't feeling great Saturday morning, so I didn't get out there. Oh man, I'm sorry. I uh, I wish I'd have been able to get out there, but I was doing the Akron Marathon, and I wasn't able to get out because Ashley Witter is one of my favorite artists in comics. I think she is one of the uh, the best artists in the game right now. She does a lot of cover art. She does like the Doctor Afra. Uh, she does Squarriors along with her. I believe they're recently married. Um, husband Ash Magzow. Uh, apologies if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, you guys are awesome on Squarriors. You do great work. I I love everything you guys put out. I've been a big fan of Squarriors. I'm ever since the first Kickstarter. So uh, keep up the great work there, guys. So yeah, that's a bunch of artist shout outs yeah. there. So I guess we're just kind of making up for it. So uh, well, third episode that was what three artists i think i feel like four. we named a bunch more than that uh but yeah so every week like i said or every <coughs> i say week i'm never sure what the podcast is going to be oh my god i'm going to die over here you are man uh maybe yeah, let's do a talking thing that's great when you're when you're having a coughing fit i'm an idiot <laughs> but every episode we are i think we're gonna we're gonna do some sort of artist just a shout out. So if you guys have any artists you'd really like to see, maybe you're an artist yourself, feel free to submit. I am always of the opinion that art is good. Art is always wonderful. Like I'm not of I'm not an art critic. I'm not a person that can judge and art have, in general. I have, I have told people before, your art may not be for me, but that doesn't mean it's bad art. It's very true. I don't like certain art, but that's not because I don't it's, it's just cuz I don't like it. Not because it's bad art, it's just not my style. Yeah, but like, oh, that's not so. That's not so chuck. So 
But yeah, so if you guys are an artist or if you know any artists, feel free to let us know. Uh, we'd love to give them a shout out, check out their work. And I mean, I'm always a big fan of checking out new art. Oh, absolutely. So please feel free to hit us up with that. Uh, with and that, here, oh, here's, here's an interesting uh, interesting thing we can, we can do. If you have an artist friend who hasn't heard of us, just have them listen to our podcast and, and draw what they think we would look like in their in their style. You know, just Chuck uh, Chuck Rooster, Tyler Squiggles, whatever. Just ha have them draw Squiggles and Rooster in their style. It'd be kind of fun, right? Be a good time. I remember what we used to do is we uh, I haven't done it in a while, but when we first started the Crow and Commandos, we would go out to conventions, art shows, whatever. And if they were doing free commissions because we were poor, I'm really sorry. We we couldn't afford or cheap it. commissions. Yeah, I feel like we. Yeah, I paid for a couple. I paid I paid for at least one. Did we pay for like, all of them? I think so. Hey guys, we didn't steal any art, so I feel much better now. I feel like we paid for all of them. Yeah, I think I paid. It was, I got two. It wasn't a lot, I paid both but mine. we paid for for all of them. I think it was I, maybe sixty dollars between the two of us. Maybe yeah, it wasn't a lot. They were doing cheap commissions for it was free comic book day fifteen yeah. or six fifteen. It was free 15. comic book day fifteen. Anyways, any hoots, uh, what we did was we went up to all these artists that we could and we said, hey, you're doing commissions. Um, we have, we call ourselves the Crow and Commandos. We just want you to draw what you think that is. And we got everything from an actual crow, mm -hmm. you know, with a little gun to uh, Daryl Banks did this awesome, like militaristic, like modern soldier crow with like a that missile one, launcher. That one is my personal favorite. Uh, Dan Gorman, a local artist, did a barbarian kind of crow. Yeah, he did. It was like a chicken almost. His was almost like a, a barbarian chicken and it was kind of cool too. They're very cool, man. We had some good ones. Uh, the podcast artwork is someone did crow and commandos and they did like the little crow with a gun both of mine were very cartoony like people yeah. looked at me and went you're a cartoon character and then uh the one we used for the longest time the thumbnail was uh tom zaylers yeah zuler thumb i'm not sure i i don't remember what your name is i so i'm so sorry please uh you know forgive me but that was the one we used for the longest time and uh we put it on t-shirts for ourselves we didn't like sell it. like we're stealing your art but we we put it on t-shirts and that's what yeah that was what we did for a while it was a, it was and uh, it was wonderful and i loved I loved going out and getting those kind of artworks. They were fantastic. It was fun. Maybe it's something we can do again now. So, all right. We've bantered apparently for half, half an, an hour. hour. So we'll have to go in and fix it. We got some dead space that we have to fix up. That's one of the things we're still working on as well is just like, oh, crap. We let dead space happen. We're not professionals, but we're trying really hard. Uh, feedback is definitely worth uh, definitely worth it. Definitely things we need still. Maybe we need Sarge to keep us going. Maybe that's what's going on. So uh, moving into the news. Do 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 breaking. I guess. Boom. We need some more music. Is what we need. Musical interludes. Absolutely. Oh, I'm choking over here. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, let's see. What do we have? The first bit we have. I I wonder what we have. I made the fucking show notes. Um, Tom Holland calls Disney. Uh, Disney execs and Sony execs together. Yes. Oh yeah. So what happened? Uh, we talked about it the other day. Tom Holland. Uh, well, Sp was, it's, Disney has agreed to. Disney and Sony have agreed to make another Spider-Man movie and possibly put Spider-Man in another uh, Avengers-style movie or in another film. Well, they're going to do something. Yeah. It, we don't know what, we don't know where, but we're going to see Spider-Man again. So what turns out, though, is part of that was Tom Holland called the higher-ups in Disney and the higher-ups in Sony, and he's like, hey, guys, you got to get your shit together. We need to keep fucking Spider-Man in the MCU. I don't know if he just, you know, called them and kept saying, did you see the see end him? of the fucking movie? Well, not to, not not only that, but he's like, there was such a great outcry from fans that we need to keep this going. We yeah, need damn, to absolutely. Tootie, there was an outcry. Yeah, there was yeah, a absolutely man. was. Like, Spider-Man, spoilers here, guys. Mysterio going, 
Spider-Man is Peter Parker, a high school student. It's like, holy shit. Why? What are we going to do? What's going to happen? I don't know. I'm so excited for the next phase of the MCU. And I don't, we're definitely not going to get that covered in Scarlet Witch. She's dead. Right. Also, with Sarge not being here, we can actually spoil Marvel movies. So at this point, if you haven't seen Endgame, Infinity War, Spider-Man Far From Home, obviously we just spoiled parts of uh, Far From Home and Endgame. And it'll probably just keep going. So be prepared for that. I mean, those movies made Endgame made fucking almost $3 billion. So I'm pretty sure everyone on the planet saw it. Well, not the first week. Oh, no. It cleared $2 billion the first weekend. Okay. So, yeah. So I don't really know when the next time we're going to see, like, the advance of the MCU is going to be. Right. Like, is it going to be, you know, in this, you know. Isn't there another one coming this year? No, there's nothing else this year. Oh, that's right. We already had our three. (laughs) Yeah. 2021, though. Spider-Man now. We're going to get four movies. Yeah. Uh, And that was announced in in this uh, release was that in 2021, Spider-Man 3 will will be out. Yeah, I think we're in uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. We're getting the Multiverse of Madness. We're getting Spider-Man. And I'm not sure what the last one will be that year. Um, it's, it wasn't in the press release I, that I put in the that I put in this. Right. So it was just about how Tom Holland, you know, we called him. He's like, hey, we got to get our shit together. Which, if I didn't like Tom Holland before, I love Tom Holland now. And I've said this before. I'm not a fan of Spider-Man. And Tom Holland has continually made me excited to see more Spider-Man. This is my favorite real per like real actor who plays spider-man moments yes. since andrew garfield crashed comic-con in what appeared to be a homemade spider-man outfit like i don't know if you guys remember that but you know amazing spider-man's getting ready to come out andrew garfield comes in like this just shoddy looking spider-man outfit pulls the mask off he's like it's andrew garfield and then he just explains how much he loves spider-man which love love the amazing spider-man or hate amazing spider-man i actually uh i i have a lot of respect for andrew garfield and what he right. tried to do with the character I think those movies had some problems. I actually really enjoyed Amazing. I did. I enjoyed Amazing. I thought uh, Amazing Two <laughs> went a little off the rails. But well, I don't understand why the Hobgoblin became like the Hobo Goblin. Yeah. Like that was the thing that really got to me. Like why? Why is he like all crusty and dirty and, and just needs a shower? Is that what's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. It was. It was. It made some weird choices for sure. Well, he tried to be the Green Goblin, right? Is that what they tried to do with that? They They tried to make him the Green Goblin without actually making him the Green Goblin. And in doing so, they made the Hobo Goblin. Yeah, it's, that was most assuredly the Hobo Goblin. <laughs> I mean, killing Gwen Stacy, I cry every time I see that scene. And I mean, I think it's done really well. I, I love the the slow-mo and the look. And I mean, you just get the ping. And just the very, like, it just kind of slows down. And then it all snaps into place with that tension of the web. And so that death of Gwen Stacy is something that really gets to me. And I mean, the rhino suit was kind of cool. I don't know why it was a mech, but I was like, that's kind of nifty. Yeah, even if it was only for a few minutes. I don't quite get why Jamie Foxx had to, like, beatbox the entire time. Like, I'm going to get that Spider-Man box, that box of $5 box. <laughs> like, I feel like he was about to go to Taco Bell and just get himself, like, a Crunchwrap Supreme and maybe, like, a Baja Blast or something. Like, he was going to be in one of those commercials at that point. Yeah. I don't know what the hell was going on. I don't... Jamie Foxx was not the right person to play Max. <clears throat> well, I mean, I thought he could... I think he could have been a fine Electro. It was just so weird. Like, the writing was not well, on par. The Max Dillon they were going with, that super nerdy Max Dillon, was not a Jamie Foxx character. Well, the thing is, I don't think you have to play, I, as an actor myself, I feel you can break out and do normal roles. Agreed. And do different roles. So I think, you know, I, I think you're, you know, oh, it's not a Jamie Foxx character, but I don't, I don't think, think that precludes him from playing the character. I don't think at the time he had the range to play that nerdy character. 
Again, I go back to I think the writing was just fucking atrocious for it. That is also like true. I don't think it's Jamie Foxx is like I mean Jamie Foxx. Jamie feel, Foxx is fantastic. I love yeah, Jamie I feel like Fox. Jamie Foxx went into that and he's like I'm gonna do my best on this. And they just gave him like all right, Jamie. Well, we um we reached into the Scrabble bag and we threw some words together for you. And uh, can you be Electro for us now? Because I don't feel like that it was, it was even a good depiction of Electro. It was uh-huh. just so weird. Like I don't mind nerdy Electro, but why is Electro? I just I didn't dig it. I did nah, not dig it. Was, it. it was very. Very, very I didn't weird. dig Hobo Goblin. I didn't dig most of that movie. I mean, but it's like they did Amazing, the Spider-Man, Amazing no Spider-Man was really good. I enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2, not so much. I mean, I wish Amazing Spider-Man Lizard didn't look like a Goomba from Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like, just give him a snout, man. Like, it's okay to give him a snout. Just give him a big old snout and a big old schnoozer. Yep. And, you know, make him a lizard. <coughs> I apologize still, guys. Oh, my God. This damn cough. Maybe so, uh, hopefully I'm going to be able to edit out as best as possible. So next on our our all right. Docket. So this one is not going to apply to you well as much, but just to know it's it is still happening. Uh, Force Friday, which if you're not aware, it happened. It's going to happen October fourth. Actually, it's going to happen in about two hour and a half hours from this recording. Two and a half hours. I don't know why I said it all weird. Two and a half hours. <clears throat> and if you click the link that's going to be in the show notes, uh, what Force Friday is is it is a chance to watch, to get a bunch of new Star Wars toys. Okay. Um, it's kind of like they they dump all the Star Wars toys onto the shelf. They did it, I believe they started Force Friday three years ago. I think this is the third annual Force Friday. They were getting ready with The Last Jedi. And they were like, come on out to Force Friday, guys. Or the year before Last Jedi, maybe it was Rogue One. I can't remember. And they were like, hey, come on out to Force Friday. Uh, it was after Force Awakens, and Star Wars kind of came back in a big bed way. And they put out all these cool toys, and they had all these cool events. Uh, Target had events. Walmart had events. And they were just like, oh, come buy these toys. Uh, this year, I felt it was a little, it's a little lackluster for me this year. There's not even one in our area. Like, Target's not doing anything, so. Weird. I know, it kind of sucks. I was like, I was like, oh, I can go out to this. I was really looking forward to it. Uh, they put out some of the toys, though, which I'm actually, um, if you didn't look at the link, I'll just kind of quickly not. describe them. I forgot to look at that one. I was looking at everything <clears throat> else, but I forgot to look at that one. Well, if you guys want to look at the link, uh, you're going to see a link to, like, a Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Uh, it's Kylo Ren, but he's kind of got, like, a Sith hood going on. Uh, he's changed up a little bit. He looks a little more battle-weary. I think he looks pretty cool. Uh, a bunch of Mandalorian toys. So yeah, the Mandalorian stuff, that looks really cool. Uh, one that I'm not sure where it's going to be, I think it said yeah, it's going to be in the Mandalorian, is it's an off-world Jawa. And we talked about like Hobo Goblin a minute ago. Like it looks like a Hobo Jawa, like even more hobo-ish than they look. I was going to say, Jawas <clears throat> look pretty hobo to begin with. So if you're telling me a Hobo Jawa. You got you to gotta look at this thing, man. I will have to. Like he's in like just like shambly gray robe. It looks, I don't know why, but I just saw that. And I thought to myself, this is a toy I'm going to have. I'm going to buy this toy <laughs> for my collection I, for no other reason. The fact it just looks so weird. Odd. I love it. I don't know why. I and you do love the odd, <coughs> the odd toys, man. I and I love the your collection because oh, you've man. got so I know, many. I buy the weird shit. You do, and it's great, and it's fantastic, and I love just once in a while just going through and being like, "Where the hell did you get this? <sighs> this is insane." <laughs> I don't know. Garage sales, toy stores, comic shops. I just. I have curated a weird fucking collection of it's shit. Beautiful is what it is. I, I just I like the weird looking stuff, man. It's just yeah. fun. It's quirky, man. It's the kind of stuff I'm gonna leave park one day. Yeah. Uh, the a big one for me was uh, it was a Rogue Five helmet. It looked pretty cool. Okay. So it was a Luke helmet. Uh, it had a little switch in it so that you would uh, flip it from the trench run to the Battle of Hoth. Oh, nice. <clears throat> so it would give you different uh, different noises, different effects, you know, different sound bites from the movie. And it looked really cool, actually. I, I thought it looked really cool. Uh, Rogue 5. I'm in Red 5. Why did I say it? 
Sorry, guys, I uh, misprinted on the uh, show notes there, and I just went with my stupid writing, the Red 5 helmet. <clears throat> Rogue 5, that'd be like Rogue One or something. Rogue One <laughs> actually <laughs> succeeded. The fifth, uh, the fifth edition of Rogue One, right? Yeah. Sorry, guys, as we're having a... Uh, uh, a worse cough attack. I'm trying to pause it up so I'm not just like assaulting your eardrums with it. What else do we have in the news this week? Uh, Ruby Rose, did you oh see my, this? I, I <clears throat> did read this. Uh, I didn't hear about this until you sent it to me. So Ruby Rose is the Batwoman in the CW Batwoman series. Uh, she looks like she's doing a great job. She's playing, um, what is it, Kate Bain? Kate, Kate Kane. Kate, Kate Kane. Kane. She is, it's <clears throat> about three. Batman's been gone for like three years from what I'm getting from the... Uh, previews i don't know i don't watch cw much anymore so i'm not sure what's happening with the series i'm catching the the batwoman preview a lot on youtube right now i know she has a dishonorable discharge from i think a military academy i don't think she was actually in the marines or the navy or whatever branch she would have been in the comics she seems very young too and i think that's what they're going for so it was a military academy she got the dishonorable discharge for and i'm not sure if it's because she's a lesbian or if it's because of something else in the series. Right. Which, uh, maybe that's something they're going to just, you know, loosely cover a little bit. So anyway, yeah, so she was filming a scene, and she was doing her own stunts. Well, and in, in the previews, it does say, you know, <clears throat> people have rules. I have a hard time following those. So maybe that's it, too. Maybe she's just having a, you know, she doesn't follow command. I don't know. I mean, we'll see when the, well, you'll see when the series yeah. launches. I'll catch up on it eventually. Uh, but yeah, so uh, what the story is, though, is she like broke her fucking neck, dude. Yeah. So she was doing a scene. Um, she did it like seven hours. And not she, just a scene. She was doing a stunt. Yeah, she was doing a stunt. Seven, seven hours. So she was doing that and it, it went wrong and she felt bad. And she went to the doctor, I guess, later. She was shooting a different movie. And she's like, man, I still have some problems. Like she thought she broke a rib. She goes to the doctor like, oh, my God, your neck is like fucking destroyed. She had to have an emergency surgery, which she filmed, and I don't have the link here, but you can find it online pretty easy. Because she, and I quote, she's like, do you ever see that video where they leave the towel in the person? So she had them record the surgery, and then for some reason she put it out into the world. And it's just, oh, it's fucking horrendous. Like, she broke her neck, and then, like, ten days after having the surgery, she's right back on set working some more. Yeah, she's, <clears throat> she is insane for that. She is amazing. But... So, apparently she should be Wonder Woman instead of Batwoman. Right. Like, holy shit. Uh, Batman would be proud. Yeah. Batman would be very proud if he was real. So <laughs> I, I, I really, I really hope the character that she was doing this stunt with was some form of Bane, because then Bane has broken Batwoman as well as Batman. Mm. But Man. that's just that's just the nerd in me. I can't imagine they're going to put Bane in it. But who knows? Like, no. I can't imagine. I can't, I can't believe they're going to Gotham City. Yeah. Like, it was always that's why Arrow started. They made Arrow because they're like, oh, we're not allowed to go to Gotham City. So we're going to go to Queen City and we're going to do Oliver Queen and we're going to do all this shit or to Queen City. Sorry, Star, Star City. City. Well, it started out. But it was like a Starling or something like that. Yeah, something goofy. Yeah, it had some weird fucking that name. One, that one's finally done, too. They they finally ran the course with the uh, arrow. That's, yeah, this is uh, a lot. That's, well, that's why they're doing Crisis on Infinite Earths. They're doing. They're going out with a big fucking bang. Yeah. I still... I want <clears> them <throat> to put out a, um, like a CW series. Instead of just putting out Flash Season 1, Flash... Or, uh, arrow Season 10, put out the CW-verse. The, or the Arrowverse, and put it in order so that you don't have to flip between a hundred different streaming uh, sites to actually watch 
in order what what it was. I mean, I feel like that should be a discussion topic because people bitch about that all the time. And I've never had a problem with it. I'm like, well, that's what happens. Like, yo, that's why you're supposed to watch all these fucking shows, you know? Because what if I don't want to watch? Like, I don't like Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I've never been into it. I don't want to have to fucking keep like, oh, Legends of Tomorrow's on. I'm going to fucking have to skip this. I know it's easy in a button press at that point. But I just go, oh, I know that I want to see, you know, uh, whatever the... The Nazi Superwoman show was, uh, episode was last year when they did the, uh, what, Earth X or whatever. A couple years ago when I was still watching it, I was like, oh, I'll just find the Legends of Tomorrow episode. Doo, I'll record this or I'll find it on Netflix and boom, I'll watch that. And problem solved. Or whenever they had the alien show up, it was the same thing. Oh, man, it was almost cough, but I stopped it. <coughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I am losing this battle with illness. Oh, this uh, I don't know what this episode is going to be called. The Plague. <laughs> Bring Maybe. forth the Plague Bringer. Yeah. Yeah. Lure the plague bringer of the, <coughs> in the bag of holding. That's what it fucking feels like. Jesus Christ. So anyway, uh, yeah, so she broke her fucking neck and then went back right back to filming. I could not fucking believe it. Like, I was listening to her talk to, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, and I was just, like, cringing, like, oh, my God, you strong, strong woman. Well, and she said it's, like, six to eight <clears throat> weeks that she would be out filming, or out with the injury for the rib, let alone the injury for her neck. And ten days later, ten Days less less than two weeks later, she is back to doing stuff. Actors are a different breed, man. We're special. That is that. I say we like. I want to pretend like I'm an actor. I'm one of them. I'm not really. I'm a failed actor. I'm I'm nothing like them. They're successful, and me. You guys are listening, right? Please say you're (laughs) listening. Please listen. So with that, uh, the last one I have is Walking Dead. uh, Talk about the set photos, but I'm gonna guess you didn't look at those either. I no, I did. I looked at those right. The only one I missed was was the one. Uh, the, Rogue, the, okay. the Star Wars stuff. That well, was the it's just thing they I released missed. it ahead. They're going to do uh, some New York Comic Cons this weekend. Next episode, we're going to have plenty to talk about from that, I'm sure. But they released a bunch of set photos from The Walking Dead. You just, you know, oh, no, there's going to be yeah, a new, a new, new series. series. And they're like, it's going to focus on children coming of age in the zombie apocalypse. So you're looking at 15 to 18, maybe? Uh, yeah, I would guess probably young. It's going to be a bunch of young adults. Um, I'm going to guess they're going to get some younger ones. And then they'll have some older kids as well. Like, some will be heroes. Some will be villains. They'll be changed forever. And the set photos, though, I was like, wow, these don't really look that exciting. There's one photo of, I don't know if they're in a train or what it is, but it's like a bunch of zombies strapped into a seat. Yeah. And I well, it really almost, it almost looks like a, um, it almost looks like when you uh, are on a uh, military plane and they've got you strapped to the side of the plane. Yeah, like it looked really cool. And I was like, all right, that's kind of a cool photo. Like it, it, I was a little intrigued about what's happening there. And they're almost skeletal at that point. Well, they haven't been moving, and they've been exposed to the they've been exposed to the elements. So you'd think that eventually they're just going to wear away. It's just like the Walkers in what was it, season nine was the last one. Yeah, I actually am not watching the Walking Dead anymore. I left midway through season. Was uh, Negan introduced in six? I think so. So I left two episodes before Negan showed up. I, I left. Uh, I, I left midway. Bus. I left mid- midway through season seven. Um, after the season season seven mid mid-season finale i was done i just i didn't have the heart for it anymore yeah i just i I knew they were gonna kill my guy abraham i knew that was happening and i just yeah i was like you know i just i didn't care yeah you know negan is coming and i just didn't care uh the for me walking dead peaked probably around season although jeffrey dean morgan could not have played negan better uh, he was probably the perfect person to cast as Negan, but yeah, I, I, I think you say the like he's done, like he's still doing it. Is he? Yeah, well, I, I mean, Negan's, like, I think he's still there. I don't know. I mean, 
If they're going comic wise, I mean, I know they're not because they killed Carl and shit already. Yeah, they killed. Well, they, they killed Rick. Rick's not dead. He's doing movies. I th- I thought they killed Rick off. No, he survived at the very end. So it's like I watched that episode. You didn't fucking watch that episode. No, Everyone watched I told, that episode. I told you. I, I, well, I didn't have cable. Oh, okay. I went back and I watched that episode at least. I was like, it's fucking the end of Rick. I had to see what they were gonna do. No, what they did was um, there was that Janice or Jadis or whatever, like some fucking trash lady. Oh. And uh, she throws him on a helicopter afterward. Like she finds him washed up on the side. That's why the uh, Comic Con they had that big thing like Rick Grimes' next adventure, and it's the Philly skyline with a helicopter. Oh, okay then. Oh man, you're just looking at me like you have no idea what's I, going on. Honestly, I've not. How followed... did you miss that they didn't? Like everyone's like, oh, they're gonna kill Rick. They didn't. No, they're making three Walking Dead feature length films starring Rick. Oh, yeah. Andrew Lincoln signed on to do that. I think they're shooting him in Britain because Andrew Lincoln's like, I fucking miss my home. That's why I'm quitting. Right. But apparently they were like, hey, Andrew, do you like money? <laughs> and they opened the cash register and he said, well, yes, I would like to be Rick Grimes three more times. Um, honestly, I suspect at some point they'll wrap him back into the main fold. Probably. I think he's going to get a break. He's going to shoot these fucking movies. And then if Walking Dead is still going or if they're getting ready to close it, they will bring Rick into the fold. <coughs> um, late spoilers for the end of the Walking Dead comics. Uh, the way the comics end is there's another time jump. It's very significant and it's not light spoilers. It's actually full spoilers. I don't know why I said light guys. So full spoilers. Let me give you a chance to uh, go get some popcorn, do whatever you want to do. Uh, I'd say probably come back in a couple minutes. So what happened at the end of the Walking Dead is I think it's issue 193. It's a large time jump and it is Carl's perspective. Mm. He kills some zombies <coughs> that are uh, people are like, uh, it's like a traveling sideshow kind of thing. He's like, fuck this shit. And he kills the walkers and he's on trial for it. And people are like, you know, they call it like the dark ages or the dark times. And the judge is like, you know, people forget what we had to do. Sometimes it doesn't even feel real. They've gotten to uh, not so much a Wild West. I'd say they're a little bit past Wild West kind of standard American living. Uh, maybe probably what would be the equivalent of like the early 1900s. And they get, uh, you know, the judge is like, well, you know, and he gets off and he goes home and he's talking about, uh, you know, he's talking about the story of Rick Grimes and he's telling his daughter the story of Rick Grimes. And it's a really interesting way to end this. It was a really interesting way to end the comics. And I really actually enjoyed it. It's a great one shot. Yeah. You don't need to read the comics to kind of get what goes on there. Like, you'd be really confused at some points. Like, yeah. But at the end, he's telling his kid a very sanitized version of what happened and what they had to experience and what they went through. And I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was super fucking cool. So I cannot actually recommend the last issue of The Walking Dead enough. Uh, the comic itself, I mean, it, it started to draw itself into corners at times, and it pushed itself a little farther than it probably should have at times, but I feel that <coughs> uh, Kirkman got out at a good time, and he surprised everyone. Like, no one was prepared for the end of it. Comic shops didn't order enough. People freaked out. I don't know why they think it's going to, you know, be a moneymaker, because at that point, Walking Dead was probably selling, like, 60,000 units, so it's not like it's going to be hard to find. Uh, maybe some variant covers, but it was a really cool ending for Walking Dead. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they're doing a third Walking Dead show. Um, I don't know if anybody cares. Yeah, they just finished uh, season five of Fear the Walking Dead. So uh, they are probably killing off Morgan in that one, it looks like. Morgan made the jump over there. Instead of doing a time thing where they could brought Abraham back for a little bit, which I wanted. I mean, they're in Texas. It was going to be perfect. Yeah. They killed off Abraham. So that was unfortunate. Or um, not Abraham. They killed off Morgan, it looks like. But he could he could survive. They left it very open, I guess. I still read the reviews to see what's happening. I check in on it. See, it's like an like, old friend, like I Facebook stalk him. See, like I when I said I got out of The Walking Dead, I I was done. I was completely done. <sighs> well, I mean, I'm looking for content, man. We're trying to do a geeky podcast. Here. No, I understand that. You gotta I get just, back in. You gotta get in the done. habit. You gotta get just, in the habit, bro. I know. 
So, yeah, so Walking Dead, there's going to be a third series. Uh, yay, I guess. If you're a Walking Dead fan, that's awesome. I'm not knocking it. It's just, uh, I think it peaked around season five, and I, I left the bandwagon a couple years ago, and I haven't really, uh, I haven't regretted it. I still check in once in a while. I see some stuff. I'm intrigued. Um, if I see a review that sounds really good, I'll look at it. But overall, I'm not really watching the series anymore. <clears throat> all right. Any more news? I think that was all the news we really That's had. it. So we got a couple of discussion topics. Uh, do you want to do uh, just pick a random one or I don't uh, know, man, we had because some of these were submitted questions. Uh, some are just going to be light discussion. Like it's going to be really easy. Uh, let's uh, I don't know, let's just start at let's, the top. Yeah, right now. let's start at the top. We'll let's see, see we how got this goes. Sub or dub? Uh, personally, dub. <laughs> I, I like to I like to watch a show. I don't like to read it. The only one I've ever watched a full sub on for more than a few episodes was one piece and i love one piece so i will probably get back to that at some point uh well don't worry uh one piece hasn't dubbed anything past 575 so there's roughly 325 episodes that they're just waiting to get on yeah uh i think it's just not a money maker for funimation unfortunately uh that's what i am watching uh dub piece as well uh this isn't the four kids dub piece that was terrible <laughs> the, this- the one with the <coughs> crazy pirate rap yeah, the, the yeah you know, guy, oh, guy, oh, yo, Monkey D. Luffy, he's the best, you know, <laughs> you know, Usopp the sniper, he shoots the rest. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Guy, oh, guy, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, it was so bad. It was awful. I'll be honest, though, when I first started watching Dub Piece uh, a couple years ago, I thought to myself, man, I kind of missed the pirate rap. <laughs> <laughs> but it was there was something terribly magical about it. it there there was you knew what you were watching. Oh my god! It was I will so say one good. piece. One piece uh, because I work in a nursing home. One day I was back uh, sitting sitting back in in an off room watching it on my phone, and I come out and one of the residents asked me, "What are you watching?" And I got to throw one of my favorite things I've ever gotten to say, and I got to tell her I was watching pirates riding ducks through the desert. Because it was that episode. Oh, back in the Alabasta days, yeah. man. Oh, my God. Classic. Classic One Piece. But And she just looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, no, <coughs> seriously, this episode was pirates riding ducks through the desert. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, like I said, I like Dub Piece. Uh, I used to be uh, a sub or bust guy. Uh, I do feel that in the 90s when I really got into anime, uh, I enjoyed Dub, obviously. That's what we all... Well, you know, in my general, I'm 30. So that's what we kind of cut our teeth on was like, you know, just terribly dubbed anime. Some was okay, but for the most part, there was a lot of badly dubbed anime out there. Right. There's a lot of censored anime. Uh, you know, like Goku didn't do some of like his pat pat test. Uh, Bulma's dad wasn't a chain smoker. Uh, when we got the uh, four kids dub beast, Sanji had a lot of lollipops instead of cigarettes. There wasn't a lot of blood. There was a lot of badly censored and badly dubbed anime. I feel that has changed drastically, though. As anime has become more popular, you can get a lot of good dubbed anime. In fact, I and I, I fully admit it, at 30, I primarily watch dubbed anime. Uh, I still watch subbed occasionally. Um, you know, that's how I'm watching One Piece because I got past 535 and I want to watch Well, I haven't watched too much past it <clears throat> uh, with Noel. We want to do uh, a One Piece podcast one of these days. We want to just review episodes and we would call it uh, Gathering the Crew, a One Piece. Nice. Yeah. You know, what is it? What was it like? Gathering the Crew, a Grand Line Adventure, some shit like that. Uh, one of these days, we have all these podcast ideas that we want to do is just, you know, husband and wife, like, oh, review. And yeah, we haven't done shit yet, but one day it's coming. If you guys want to see that? Let me know. <laughs> content, please. Give me content. <laughs> content you want. Yes. 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 <clears throat> 
So I primarily watch, that's what I primarily watch now is dub. Um, I mean, I'm watching Fire Force dubbed. I think it's really good. I want to watch that one. I had, I haven't gotten a chance to actually sit down and watch Fire Force, but that's what oh, I so really want to get into. It's getting, it's fucking crazy, man. I'm loving it, dude. Like, it's, I gotta it's a good the, anime. I got to get the Funimation app. Dude, that's, yeah. That's the real, real thing. Dude, it's like 15 bucks a month, man. It's, it's well worth it. Honestly, I watch Funimation more than I watch Netflix. I mean, I pay for both, but I watch Funimation way more than I watch Netflix. Uh, and you can watch all kinds of shit. My Hero Academia is coming back. It's going to be simulcast. Can't wait for season four. That there. actually gets simulcast onto Hulu. Yeah, fuck that shit, man. Funimation's where it's at. Just saying. I don't know, man. Yeah. Is I it think it's get, the, I are you going to get season four simulcast? I believe so. All right. I, I hope for your sake, man. I know there's a big... Who owns... I don't know who owns Hulu. I know there's a big deal last year. So, but yeah, uh, Funimation app is fantastic. One of my favorite things. And I pay for the year subscription. And I've been doing it for a while now that I actually get one year of uh, Funimation uh, for like 59 bucks. So I get a great deal on it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, you can, I mean, you can watch all the dub pieces you want, all the sub piece you want. Uh, they have a lot of subtitle anime. Uh, they have a lot of just slice of life, a bunch of random stuff on there. But I, uh, I am dubbed nowadays. It's just it's easier for me. I don't know why. Uh, it's not that I play with my phone when I watch TV, so I know it's not that problem. I think it's just, I, you know, I, I feel like it's easier to focus on Parker if I'm trying to watch something while he's doing something. Or, you know, maybe it's like I can kind of watch something like kind of Twilight, like it's the end of my day and I'm just kind of relaxing. So I'm just kind of sitting on my couch like, ah, like when I'm reading, I feel very engaged with what's happening. Right. And sometimes maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just my job, but I'm just like, oh, my God, I just want to take a fucking break. Like, just sit back and tell me the story. I don't need to be a part of your story right now. Right. And maybe that's what's going on when it comes to, like, sub versus dub well, for me nowadays. The, prob the problem I've always had, I don't read fast. I, I can I can read it, but there have been times where there's, like, big chunks of, of dialogue. Mm. And I'm literally getting cut off halfway through. And <clears> I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I get what you're saying. Um, I know there is still a fanatical division out there, though, that is uh, fucking sub or bust. I'm I'm all for do what do what you appreciate. If you like the dub, watch the dub. If you like the sub, watch the sub. Well, I think a big argument to that is just the fact that people don't like uh, those people specifically, like the ones who are like, if you're not watching it subbed, you're bullshit. Yeah, I think they don't like the fact that there's more people watching it now. Like it used to be like, I like being the outcast and this is not, not an outcast necessarily, but like, I like, this is what I like. And now everyone's like, oh, it's so cool to like, I could, I was at Walmart and I saw a Deku shirt for My Hero Academia. Nice. Like it was, it was one of those cheap $12 Walmart shirts and like, I, I could just buy it. I could have bought a fucking 4X Deku shirt to wear around, which is cool. Like I like Deku and I love My Hero Academia, but like, that's just how widespread anime is nowadays. Like, it wasn't like, you know, before where it's like, oh, my God, there's Pokemon. I remember when Pokemon clothes were in the store. I was like, I can get, like, my favorite cartoon. It wasn't like fucking Bert and Ernie and shit. I could get actual Pokemon when I was, like, 10. I was like, holy shit, I can get this at Kmart now? Yeah, that was, that. I actually <clears throat> remember that as well. Like, I mean, I remember, it felt, I remember as a kid, it felt like a big deal. I remember as a kid, I had Digimon bedsheets and blanket. And it was the coolest thing because I had my favorite characters on my bed. It yeah. wasn't just it wasn't just some random thing. Yeah, and it doesn't feel weird. Like I can go to the Walmart book section and I can find manga. Like I, I used to have to be, I have to go out to Borders to get if I wanted to get any manga. And you know, it's like it's a such a different world. Like 15 years ago, like I I was I actually posted this the other day to my Facebook. I was like, I wonder what 15 year old Chuck would think of the Funimation app. 
Like, I remember, like, you know, just scouring the internet and finding the sketchiest sites because I'm like, I heard this new anime exists and I want to watch it. And if you wanted to watch it, it, it wasn't coming to fucking Toonami anytime soon. Like, Toonami was still catching up to the 90s. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's like, well, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, like, if you wanted to watch something in the 2000s, you, you had to find it. And I remember finding sketchy sites to watch Naruto and sketchy sites to watch Full Metal Alchemist. See, and I never <clears throat> did that. I never got into it that deep that I was like, I want to watch it online. Oh, and I, I went hard. And again, part of the reason was because I didn't want to read it. I didn't want to read the subtitles to to watch a show because I had a hard time reading it quickly enough to, to appreciate it. But I also, like, I remember loving kind of the, the CW shows that, that were, were, or the Kids WB shows that were anime-related shows that, and I, I will, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, <coughs> Digimon, all those shows that were anime or anime-adjacent were my favorite shows to watch on there. Oh, no, dude, I went fucking hard. I remember I spent ages tracking down. It was called Record of the Lotus War, hmm. and I found the shittiest subtitled version of it, which is on the Funimation app, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need sponsored by you, Funimation, so uh, you can uh, drop us an email. Funimation, hit, hit us up, and we will uh, we will happily be sponsored by the Funimation. I mean, I'm in the fucking... I just told them, man, they got my fucking money in it. They don't give a shit. They don't yeah. need us to sponsor. I don't need to sponsor us, but uh, yeah, it's Record of Lotus Warp. And it was like, I heard about this like legendary epic, like fantasy anime. And it took fucking forever to find. And it, I mean, there was something magical about that time, though. Same way it was very magical in the uh, early 2000s. For me in the early 2000s, that's when I started going to, you know, conventions. It's when my mom started trusting me to like go out and like do things on my own. Like, oh, you can drive to places or you can go off and like. Yeah, go to an anime convention and spend a weekend in a hotel with a bunch of weird fucking people. Like, she's like, you're probably not going to get killed, which, and I didn't, so it all worked out. And I, I, you know, it's like you would find the weirdest fucking anime to watch in these rooms. Like, people were like, oh, I I got a bootleg DVD of a bootleg VHS from a, you're like, all right, cool. And, you know, it's like, oh, we're missing the last 15 minutes because it got caught in the theater, so they couldn't, like, film the rest of it. (laughs) And it was the fucking best. That's kind of like heading down uh, about a year ago now, um, heading down to uh, the the Monster Bash and you go into the dealer room and every single dealer that is selling movies are pretty much black market movies. They, and it, it is it is terrible pirated movies. And you're like, is this actually going to work? Tell me it's going to work and maybe I'll give you the ten dollars for the video. Nah, man, that was, I mean, that was the Wild West of anime back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I, I loved it. I fucking loved it. And it was something magical. Like, you'd go in the dealer hall, and you'd buy these shitty DVDs, and you just hoped. You're like, man, please don't let me. I got fucking gypped here. <coughs> and, I mean, like, it was even better, because I... It was even, like, sketchier if you were into hentai. <laughs> which, I wasn't, uh, I mean, I wasn't 18 at this point, but I remember, you know, being, like, a teenager, like, I need to find the porn stations! <coughs> and I remember, I had a friend who, as soon as he turned 18, like, that was... He couldn't fucking wait to get there. And like that was his first thing. And he bought something and it ended up being nothing like he thought it was going to be. <laughs> it was straight up like secretly sketchily recorded like hente from some fucking Japanese peep show like channel thing. And it was terrible. But I remember it was the greatest fucking thing. He was like, yeah, this is the best. <laughs> oh, man, it was it was awesome. I mean, I guess it's just like hunting down a comic when you finally 
find it no matter how bad it looks it's it's you found your white gold <clears throat> or your white whale yeah well i think something else and i mean this is this kind of evolved into more of like a dub versus sub but like i remember like the late 90s early 2000s there were like six kids at my school that liked anime and they were all my fucking friends and like it was you know it was me it was sarge v paul uh there's a dude named james we ran with and a guy named sean and we all kind of liked the same shit, but we all like different shit as well. Which, by the way, I knew James. I went to the. I, yeah, I, I know did, you know James. Yeah, from Tempkin. I, did, I did robotics with him back he in the day. A, he's an odd dude, but yeah, he was a great man. He's, I used, he's a good guy. I used to roll with him all the time, dude. and then we just all went to college, and we all lost touch with each other. But yeah, man, fucking like I said, it was like six fucking people I knew that watched anime, and none of us fucking talked about it. Like we didn't want to get our asses kicked, but then. We like we found these conventions and we're like, oh, my God, these are our people. And it was like it was that moment for like like a geeky high school. Like, oh, my God, we found our people because like my cousins were into it. And I've got an older cousin named Bill. And he is he was like my he was like my Yoda. Like my mom was a single mom. So I didn't really have a dad figure growing up. So Bill was like, you know, he was like the go to like father figure in my life. And he was my geeky fucking Yoda. So he's like, oh, man, hey, check this shit out. Like he introduced me. Yeah, he would introduce me to like Star Wars and shit. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's like he was into anime, and he still is into anime. Oh, absolutely. So, like, because of that, I got into like I was like, oh, I want to watch this shit with you, and he showed me like Bastard and Ninja Scroll, like shit I probably shouldn't have seen when I was like fucking like a teenager, because Ninja Scroll was a little bit on the uh, the pornographic side of things. <laughs> I don't know, some like Bastard was kind of sketchy at times, or like fucking Berserk shit like that. Oh, it was so good. It was like all that like just crazy like nineties like. They started drawing and they never fucking stopped like on the characters kind of anime. Oh, and like, but going to a convention and going to a weekend where the, there was a, a hotel full of people who were into this. And I mean, I could buy toys, I could buy import shit and it was, I could fucking see it. I knew I wasn't going to get robbed on, um, on eBay or I, Amazon wasn't really selling that shit at the point. Yeah. I could buy Gundam kits and I was just, it was such a magical experience Man, for I me. Can, I can honestly say that that is the same experience I had the first year we went to Akron Comic-Con. It was the, it was the same exact experience at Akron Comic-Con because I finally was around, like I'd been to the store. I was helping out with the, with the heroic adventures at the time. I knew you, I knew people that enjoyed it. But to just be in that environment where everyone is just completely immersed in in comic books and geeky culture, it was an eye opener. And it was these are my people. And it's good to have those moments, like especially like, it's very easy to feel like segregated or not. I mean, not segregated as much, but it's very easy to feel like I'm all alone when you're in a hobby that involves like I'm going to sit in front of a computer or I'm going to sit at my TV or and I'm going to watch sit on a couch. And yeah, know, I'm going to read. I'm going to watch like. Like, let's be honest, in a way, like, these hobbies are very solo hobbies. They are. But, I mean, I love watching... And I was I was weird in high school, too, because I wasn't afraid to, like, <clears throat> wave that weird flag. So I would be sitting there reading comic books in high school classes, and my teachers would be like, listen, man, you, you gotta put that away. That's not okay during class. I'm like, I'm not learning anything from you anyway, so I'm gonna <coughs> keep reading. Yeah, I got lucky. I had great friends, and I had a great... I had a great support system in that. So like, I always had like a small group of those people of like, you know, my people. Yeah. See, I never, I never really had that in, I was very much a loner in high school because I didn't have people that enjoyed those kind of things. Right. I was friends with everybody, but I didn't have that core group of friends where I was like, I'm let's go do this. We, we can, we can have a go have some fun doing some stuff. So 
We should have been became better friends with James and Paul, and then you could have hung out with us more. It would have been more Missed than like opportunities. yeah, it would have been like fucking seven years, seven years earlier. You could have met me. Yeah, because I uh, I graduated in seven from high school, so it could and have I been, graduated in nine. Yeah, it could have been like eight or nine years earlier, man. Because Paul got out there in 05. That's when Paul got to Timken. That's when he left me from Maslin, man. That's on bitch. Well, and I knew Paul through the robotics team. And I had other friends that were on the robotics team. <coughs> I, had, I had one really good friend that I still keep in touch with once in a while. I unfortunately haven't seen him in years. But I just talked to him recently. Um, but he was friends with he was friends with James. He was friends with uh, Paul. They were all in the computer graphics class. And that's how I met a lot of people. And that's when I started to realize as like a sophomore, I don't care what other people think about me because sooner or later I will find those people that like what I like. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I just got really lucky. I guess I, I found I, I built that core group and then we ended up like I remember watching Gundam Wing and I found my best friend at the time, uh, V. And we watched uh, like he he knew Gundam Wing. Like he made a reference or something in I think fifth or sixth grade, and I was like, "You, you, you are with me now." <laughs> <clears throat> and I just I was like, "You, we are friends," because it was so easy then. Right. And I mean, I already knew Paul at that point, and Paul and I were both big Pokemon fans, and V loved Pokemon. And then I met Eric through church, and he played um, he played Yu Gi Oh, and I was like, "You and me are friends now as well." And then, like, the big group got together, and it's just, it worked out really well. And, you know, I knew those people, and, you know, we went to the anime cons together, and then I got to college, and my first day of college, I was wearing a Halo shirt, because I didn't fucking care. Yeah. Like, I've always been very proud in who I am, and very proud of my geek flag. So the first day of college, I got there, and I was, like, wearing, like, an I'd rather be playing Halo 2 shirt, or I think, like, join, you know, join the Space Marines, you know, they're do their part. I was, uh... It was a bunch of Spartans on the shirt and it said, they do their part. Now do yours. Join, Join the UNSC. And the guys who moved me in ended up being, uh, they were Lambda Chi Alpha. They were my fraternity. And they were like, hey man, you play Halo? And I was like, hell yeah, I play fucking Halo. And they invited me up to their place. And I mean, they, I was an easy fucking mark for them. Yeah. They were like, hey man, we got like Halo and pizza. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know anyone in Marietta. I'm, I'm fucking I'm going in. to know you because yeah, it's you like have you. Halo and pizza. And I think that's another thing. Like my personality, like I've always been that very strong person. I want I'm like, you and me are now friends. And that's kind of how you pulled me in too, because <clears> I've always been one of those people where I've always been, I'm not, I won't say shy, but I've always been very reserved and for the first few times that I meet somebody. And then once I get to know you, boom, lots of, yeah. lots of noise, lots of, lots of fun. Lots well, I think of if I remember correctly, but... like we were talking at the shop one day and I was like, Hey, you're coming over sometime, man. We're going to watch Godzilla. And we wanted to watch, like, it was like Godzilla. We were talking about Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Uh-huh. And I hadn't watched it in forever. I didn't have it. And you know, you're like, Oh, I have that. And I was like, cool. You're coming. When are you free Tuesday? Cause I'm off Tuesday. So you're coming over and we'll, we're going to do this. And that's kind of how that friendship started in that aspect. And that's just always kind of like, that's kind of how my friends are. I'm very forceful in that. And I'm like, you're going to be my buddy now. And I honestly, sometimes you need that. And I'm, I guess I'm a little bit of an introvert, but sometimes you need that extrovert to go in and go, Hey, you're with me now. What's the joke? Like extrovert, uh, introverts need that extrovert. Who's going to adopt them or something yeah. like that. Who's going to be like, or you, how, how do introverts find friends? They don't, an extrovert just found them and pulled them into their group. <laughs> yeah. That's because I mean, a lot of my friends are definitely in the introvert kind of side of things. And me, I'm like, yeah, let's, uh, you need me to get naked and run across the stage for this musical. Sure. Why not? That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. I'll shimmy. And I'm shimmying beyond the computer screen, which I know you can't see. And that's always been. And it's just but, and see, I've, I've always had that personality of 
I'm willing to do whatever. I'm willing to go out and have fun and do whatever we want to do, but I'm probably not going to initiate it. What? That's, oh, just, that's just how I've always been because a lot of times I got shut out. So uh, it just, it got to the point where it's like, if you want to invite me to something, more than welcome to. I will probably show up. I'm not going to try and invite anybody to other things because everybody always ends up saying, no, I don't want to do that. I get what you're saying there. I get what you're saying. So I think at one point it just got ingrained. Like, uh, you want to ask me? Sure. I'm down to, I'm down to hang out. Yeah. Like I, I, it's just always been who I am as a person. I'm always like, all right, let's, uh, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And I just, I, I, I know who I am. And I think that's always been a very, it's a blessing and a curse to an extent. Like I've always been like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And this is who I am. And like, oh, you like the things I like. And because we like the same things, we're now friends. Oh, you don't want that. Well, that sucks. Cause we're friends. Like I'm coming over to your house now. Your mom's my mom. Like we're partying. And that's always just, I don't know, that's just kind of how it's rolled for me. I don't know. And it works. I mean, it works. Obviously, it works. I'm a weird dude. What can I say? Let the weird flag fly, man. man. Good times. Oh, hell yeah, let it fly. Like, I hope Parker, I hope Parker wants to be weird. I don't know what he's going to want to be when he grows up. I don't know who he's going to become. I hope he's, with the group of friends that we have, and I see no reason for any of us to break off anytime soon, he's going to grow up around people who are openly weird. Openly boisterous about we're gonna go do this we're gonna go play this card game tonight we're gonna go act in this this scene tonight out out at the park we are gonna go do the most crazy stupid random ass shit that we can do just to say we had a good time well by the same thing though i have a concern that if he is that kid if he's the kid that doesn't that's weird. He's also got to have that same mindset where he doesn't care. Yes. And he needs to know, like, and that, you know, that's the and that's what That's what I was getting at. He's going to be around people who, at least in <clears throat> our at this stage in our life, we are proud of who we are. Yeah. For, the mo- for the most part, all of us are very proud to be that geeky person, proud to be that weird person, <coughs> proud to bring other people into that weird, weird circle. And I Definitely. hope he gets that from us. And I hope, I, I do hope that he has... He'll he'll, I, he'll take pride in who he is. I believe. I, I really mean, do. How? But just, I just the fact that you know we don't just call each other Rooster and Squiggles online. Like that is legitimately what we call each other in the real world. Very but, true. I, I mean, so he's gonna grow up knowing me as Uncle Squiggles, and someone's gonna say my name in front of him one time, and he's gonna look at me and go, "Who's that?" I don't know if they will because I pretty much got everyone I know calling you Squiggles. Yeah. And I mean, when I got you to Spring Hill, I was like, Squiggles. And they're like, Tyler. I'm like, no, Squiggles. Yeah, Tyler. You know, you said Squiggle. You got to say Squiggles. 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 <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Kids are rough. Like, yeah. I, I remember there were some bullying moments and I didn't give a shit. And I was a big enough kid that like no one really fucked with me too much. So I, just... I was on the opposite <laughs> end of that and I got bullied a lot. So what's the concern? It's like a weird, uh, it's a weird thing. Maybe, uh, maybe we talk bullying sometime. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll talk that through and see what happens there. No, we definitely I don't know. Can. It could be a good discussion topic, like, you know, bullying. I don't know. I guess uh, I guess we'll have to see for the future on that one, right? I, w- I would say so. Well, we've uh, we've rambled on for, according to this time clock, about a, a minute or a minute, an hour 13. Uh, I'll probably trim it up. We'll cut out some of the dead space. Hopefully I'll get as many of the coughs out as I can. And uh, that's pretty much everything I think we have on this one. I think you're right. I think this has been a great episode, too. Uh, it's definitely had some personal shit in it. You know, it's had some thoughts. Uh I, you know, I hope you guys are enjoying this. We really are having a lot of fun making these. These are one of my favorite things to do. Uh, you know, I'm getting jazzed up. That's why I'm like, hey, man, I know Sarge isn't here, but let's do you, know, you just want to do one. Like, you know, let's just keep going. I really enjoy it. <sighs> they're just they're so fun. They're very cathartic. Like, I feel very good after talking. 
And it's just, I mean, it's just having a conversation. And we're, we're starting to get and you some know feedback. What? And we used, we used to do that when you worked midnights anyways. We used, yeah. to, we used to have those three, four, five hour long conversations about <clears throat> comic book characters, about video games, about movies, about whatever. And we always felt better. Like, I always felt better going to bed that night than I did any other night of the week. I always felt calmer and able to actually get to sleep a lot better having those cathartic uh, conversations. Yeah, well, I mean, what's what's one of the most relaxing things? Like, talking to one of your best friends about your favorite shit. Like, there's nothing better. Like, I know that when I get a chance to just talk to Noelle about something stupid before going to bed, like... That's one of my favorite fucking things. You know, even if we're just laying in bed and we talk about something stupid, like, uh, you know, a, a little uh, a little deviation <laughs> before we before we finish. I knew that I loved Noelle pretty much from the time I met her. Uh, you know, I, I've been with my wife. Uh, we've been married uh, five years this year and we've been together pushing 150 years. Yeah, uh, 12 <laughs> years uh, in the fall. Next month we'll be we'll have uh, been together 12 years. And I mean, I knew I was really into her when I first met her. She was into FMA, a former alchemist. And she just, there was something about her that I was like, man, this is a woman that I really like. It's probably the first time I've ever like, I don't know what to say to people. And like, I was just like an idiot. So uh, flash forward, we've been dating a little over a year at this point, maybe a little under a year, roughly, you know, give or take a month or two. And we had Marietta have what's called four day break. Uh, so they didn't take like real holidays off. So what they had to do is with Thanksgiving at the end of the week, they had to take a four day break where you had uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off to just equal out to the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday you got off for uh, Thanksgiving. So what they would do is they would just give you that four day. And I brought Noel home. It would have been the second time, but it was the first time I really brought her home to meet my family. <coughs> and we're in bed and like she woke me up randomly <laughs> and she's like, hey, Chuck. Uh, why, uh, why, why is Edward Elric able to do transmutation <laughs> without, uh, making an, a, uh, circle without doing a transmutation circle, which if you're a fan of a uh, formidable alchemist, you'll know the answer. If you're not, uh, it's because he makes a circle when he claps his hands together, the, the circle of his arms and his body, it completes and he's able to do the transmutation. Uh, you know, that's how, that's how it works in the anime. And, you know, I was like, oh, it's, you know, uh, it's because of that. And then I rolled back over and then she asked me, I don't remember what the next thing she asked me was. But it was just like, I was like, oh my God, this is the woman that like, I mean, I, I already knew I loved her. I already, you know, we'd already said that shit, but I was like, fuck yeah, I fucking love this person. And like, that was like, that was, that was that moment for that. And I don't remember why I got on this tangent, but, uh, I got on this tangent. So that's we were, the story. We were, talk we were talking about how before you, sometimes that's the most cathartic thing before you go. Oh yeah. Hey. Talking about people. Yeah. yeah. Just talking, yeah. talking with good people. Yeah. Talking to people. And I just, I remember like, you know, I was like, oh, that was nice. And like, I rolled back over and then she asked another question and then there was another, and I was like, God damn it, shut the fuck up. I want to go to, I want to go back to sleep. I, I love you, now go to sleep. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, I love her. She's great. Oh my God, she he, she keeps asking me questions now. Well, like in all seriousness, like I, I just remember how like calming and comforting that was. And then I got woke up because I had a squirrel that used to knock on the window for nuts. <laughs> yeah, man, like I used to feed him peanuts and shit and like it scared the hell out of her. She's like, there's a squirrel knocking on you. And I'm like, oh yeah, I want some peanuts. <laughs> and uh, that she was not prepared for that. <laughs> I don't know that you ever could be prepared for that. Well, I mean, it's, it was fucking outside. It's not like the squirrel came into my fucking house and was right. like, hey, Chuck, I need some goddamn peanuts. No, it was a squirrel. He lived outside my window and, like, I would put out peanuts and shit for him and, like, fucking he'd come and eat them. And, like, he saw I was home because I'd been away for, like, a month and a half at this point. It was for school. And he saw I was home and he just fucking was like, oh, cool. You know, this guy's home. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> and it's just a little squirrel just, like, you know, fucking hand in his hat in his hands, pretty much. A little squirrel with his little paw just... If there was ever a fine familiar spell in real life, you found yours. No, nah, man. Anubis is my familiar. My Obviously, Anubis is your familiar. Now, the squirrel changed, <coughs> changed bodies to turn himself into the cat for you. Yeah, man. He was a cool, he was a cool squirrel. 
I right, man, we moved. I mean, I fucking fed that thing for years. It was the same fucking squirrel. Like I probably fed him for like three or four fucking years. I don't know what their lifespan is. I just assume it was the same squirrel. He looked like the same. He's just a little gray squirrel. Yeah. He's cool, man. He's a cool dude. He was really nice. Like, he'd sit outside my fucking window and shit and you know, chitter and shit. It was cool. But yeah, so uh, that's, I guess that was a good final thought for me. Do you have any uh, any thoughts? or? Uh, the only thought is, as always, like, subscribe. Let us know what we're doing, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Tell us what you think about the podcast because we really appreciate that. I know we got a little bit of feedback on that last one. And man, when I saw that, I was all smiles. I love it. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate the feedback, especially right now when we're still trying to get into everything. See, the most feedback I need to know, though, we're going to have to find out if Stranger Danger listened to this in your D&D group and if he's getting his bardic inspiration. I told him about it. I don't know if he had listened to it yet. Well, but we'll I, to- I told him about it. I told my sister. She's like, oh, you should <coughs> tell me. I was like, well, technically it wasn't out yet. So yeah, it wasn't out until Monday. So in so fairness, he get he gets it next next time. Only if he listens and asks for it. He's got to listen and ask for it. So you're not going to play D&D, but that'll be two episodes now that we've talked about the Spartic Inspiration for Stranger Danger. So Stranger Danger. Justin, I think your your name has officially become Stranger Danger. Thank you very much. Oh, was his name? You didn't know it last time. You were so like, ah. I couldn't remember it last time. And there there was a lot of names going through my head. But yeah, Justin. 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 Stranger Danger. Yeah. Stranger Danger. Yeah, you have officially become Stranger Danger. Justin, if you if you hear this, let, let Krista know. She will give you the bardic inspiration. She's already agreed to it. <laughs> I love that we're now influencing your D&D campaign. I'm that's, okay with it, though. That's my favorite thing. Um, all right, guys. Uh, as always, before we sign out, uh, like we said, we're going to end with a quote from some sort of literary figure, a geeky author. Um, I don't tell Squiggles these quotes in advance. I think it's better this way. Uh, this quote actually is even better than I thought it would be when I picked it. Uh, This is from J.R.R. Tolkien. If more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. I love it. I think based on the conversation we had there that 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 quote could not have been more perfect. Uh, No, really couldn't. I've actually got chills right now. That is beautiful. (laughs) So remember that, guys. Enjoy your cheer, your food, your song. Enjoy, Enjoy the folks around you. Love the people around you. Love the people that you're doing these geeky, amazing adventures with. And with that, I think that is Rooster and Squiggles signing out. See ya. Our introduction song was recorded by Nathan Bradley. Thanks, Nate. Really appreciate it.